Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we talk to the newest member of the Canada West Hall of Fame, Byron Goodwin, who dominated the track and field circuit for the Bisons in the 90s. Also, we'll check in with Winnipeg ice coach James Patrick, as he was just named WHL Coach of the Year. That's coming up on the podcast. Earlier today, it was announced that Byron Goodwin is the newest member of the Canada West Hall of Fame. Competed at the University of Manitoba from 1991 to 97, graduate of Grant Park High, double Canadian record holder, boasting all-time best times in the indoor 600-meter race and the 4x400 indoor race marks that remain to this day. And Byron joins us now on the CJOB Sports Show. Byron, congrats on this honor. Uh, thank you so much. It's great to be here. So tell me when you found out that you were being inducted into the Canada West Hall of Fame. Uh, well, I, I got a bit of a surprising um, message through Facebook from one of my uh, old teammates and, and, uh, and actual training partners and roommate, uh, Daryl Filion, and I uh, got back in touch with my one of my old, uh, former coaches, Claude Brube, from the University of Manitoba. And, you know, he was... Uh, uh, you know, shared the the great news with myself, and uh, you know, it, it really brought a smile to my face. And it's uh, it's nice to be remembered this way, and it's it's quite an honor. So, do you still think about your university track days uh, this many years later? Um, yeah, it's certainly when I when my creaky body gets out of bed, uh, I, I can feel it in the legs. Um, but uh, I, you know. Uh, I still follow the sport, and it's it's great to see how uh, the University of Manitoba team is doing uh, over the past couple of years. And it always brings back memories of uh, the camaraderie and you know the great teammates that I had, and and the outstanding results that uh, myself and um, and many other members had you know on on had on the had on the team during those years. Right, you win uh, twelve gold medals uh, nationally in a variety of distances, not just by yourself in the three, six, and thousand meters, but also members of relay teams, four by 200, four by 400, four by 800. Do you still talk to old teammates, old classmates from those days? Certainly do. You know, it's, uh, it's a little bit different now. You know, there's Facebook pages, uh, um, texting and, and other social media that in a variety of ways, you know, we all kind of keep in contact and, and stay in touch with one another, but um, certainly, you know, I don't live in Winnipeg anymore, but certainly when I do come back, I, I try to get together with, uh, um, you know, um, with, uh, with a lot of my ex-teammates. Uh, you know, we're still close friends, and uh, it's great to relive those times for sure. From 1991 to 97, uh, participating as a member of the University of Manitoba, you ran the Olympics, Pan Am Games, World Championships. Uh, did you ever think when you were a kid that, you know, running would take you this far and all over the place in your career? Well, you certainly had uh, the dream that it would. Um, and I think that's what helped propel me. And, and um, you know, I had uh, fantastic support from my from my mom and dad and my brother, um, you know, growing up in Winnipeg. And, and I had, you know, some of the best coaches that anyone could ask for. And um, um, with Jeff Collins and Alec Gardner and Claude Brube and Wingate Matroski. So, um, you know, many people contributed, um, you know, in, in getting me to those places and, you know, and deserve acknowledgement in this award as well. It, it wasn't just a one-person show. There was a lot of support 
Um, and again, my training partners through the years and, and, uh, and the support from the university itself, it was, uh, everyone was all in. And uh, that's the way that team worked back then. And I think that's why um, during those years, we had so many successful athletes uh, competing on the, on the Bison track team. So take me back to your youth. When did you start running and did you play other sports or was track kind of always the thing for you? Yeah, I think I started running um, or enjoying running as a function of soccer. Uh, I grew up kind of playing soccer and um, always felt that um, that was one of my advantages uh, playing soccer was that I could continually run. (laughs) Um, And that when I, First joined um, Grand Park uh, Junior High School. Um, I still remember the speech that Jeff Collins uh, gave to our elementary school, um, you know, telling us about what we could expect there when we, you know, started in grade seven and, and how track was, uh, you know, an important part of, uh, of the culture there and the, the history of the school. And I was really intrigued by that. So I started at an early age, you know, right at grade seven. And, um, and right away, I knew I wanted to be faster than the kids two or three years older than me. So um, it was it was just something that I recognized early on. And, you know, I was fortunate enough that I was had the ability to, to compete at that level and, and uh, you know, saw it through. It, it had its ups and downs, like, you know, every career does. But um, but I, you know, I look back at it now, and, and I'm, I have nothing but gratitude and I'm grateful for, you know, um, the things that I was able to accomplish and the support that I had along the way. So after all the running was said and done, what was next for you as you went, moved on in life? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I, I think that's, uh, that's an interesting call for every athlete. I, I was, um, I was fortunate enough to, to retire from the sport, having accomplished one of my, one of my major goals right from the get go and, you know, when I realized that you had the opportunity to go and represent Canada, you know, in, in a number of different athletic activities, um, you know, one of my goals early on was to say that I could, that I made every national team possible um, at that time. And, you know, when I accomplished that goal and started to realize that, uh, you know, I was spending more time in the physio and, and massage table than I was actually on the track, it was, it was time to turn the page and Again, there was a lot of alumni members and, and people that you know helped with that transition and and uh, took me into you know the world of sales and um, you know and that has progressed throughout the years and now I currently work in uh, the recruitment industry uh, and, and live in Burlington, Ontario. Well, how often do you get back to Winnipeg? <laughs> Not as often as I would, as I would like. Uh, I've got a young family now and and. Um, and uh, we're quite busy, and, and my kids are active as well. But um, you know, still have close ties with my my dad lives there, and, and uh, you know, obviously in touch with him. And, and uh, again, you know, follow the results, whether it's uh, um, you know the high school track and field championships, or you know the uh, Cargill Games, um, or you know whether it's uh, any of the uh, university uh, athletic competitions that I know are being hosted in Winnipeg. I'm you know, the, the internet's great that way, and, and uh, it's fun to see a new generation kind of come up and, you know, challenge and aspire for the things that uh, myself and some of my teammates were able to do. Is it easier to live in Burlington, Ontario, than it is to live in Winnipeg, Manitoba? I mean, you, you got, I guess, probably better weather to run year-round. 
<laughs> um, you know, we're fortunate in that regard right now. I, I, it's uh, it's distressing to see some of the uh, the difficulties that are, that is, uh, you know, people are are, are facing in, in Winnipeg. And in fact, uh, I got a a photo from uh, from Coach uh, Berube, um with two of my ex uh, teammates, uh, Jeff McMillan and Daryl Fillion, that were at the track uh, on Monday, and it, you know, they looked like they were freezing out in the stands uh, and I was sweltering here at 30 degrees. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's certainly different, but Winnipeg is home. I'm a Winnipegger at heart. I'm still a Jets fan. I'm a Bomber fan and drives people crazy out here, but uh, it's who I am and it's in my blood. Do you still run? I try to. <laughs> it's. Uh, I try to uh, as much as I can. It's more after my kids than anything else. But uh, I've found other activities to, uh, you know, to keep myself busy. Uh, I enjoy squash and and uh, and some other racket sports now. And it's it's a different type of challenge and it's a different type of skill that you know you have to develop. But um, but uh, running is is near and dear to my heart and it's still my favorite pastime. How old are your kids? I have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old going on 14. And are they going to be running in your footsteps? <laughs> um, you know, I, I, whatever they choose to do. I, my son is, has taken an interest in sports, and, and uh, you know, he, he's currently passionately head over heels in love with soccer and, and playing squash and some other racket sports. And, you know, he's got a real uh, competitive uh, side to him, which I think he comes by honestly. And um, But at the end of the day, whatever my kids choose to do, it could be sports, you know, uh, you know, the arts, uh, music, whatever it might be. If they're happy, I'm happy for them. Well, Byron, appreciate you coming on the show to talk with us tonight. Congratulations again on the uh, big honor and best of luck in everything going forward. I appreciate it. It's great to be remembered this way, and um, it's great to talk to the people back at home. Winnipeg Ice head coach James Patrick picked up some hardware last night as he was named Dunk McCollum Memorial Trophy winner as coach of the year in the Western Hockey League. In his fifth season behind the bench with the ice, Patrick guided the club to its best ever regular season record, finishing the regular season with a 53-10-3-2 record, good for 111 points, best record in the league, giving them the Scotty Monroe Memorial Trophy as regular season champions. They recently fell to the Edmonton Oil Kings in five games in the WHL's Eastern Conference Final. And earlier today, I had the chance to chat with James about the honor, and he didn't want to take a lot of credit for the team's success. I'm on. I'm honored on one hand. I, um, on the other hand, um, I think it's just a reflection on the players we had, and um, we had a real. I was fortunate to be able to coach a real good team this year. A really good group of players, um, not only on the on the ice, but um, fantastic character caring, uh, respectful players. And uh, I think it's just a reflection of the team that uh, that uh, Jake and uh, Matt put together. That's that's how I look at it. And I, I mean, uh, uh, truthfully, that's how I feel. I, I don't like the attention myself. I'd rather, <laughs> but I, I understand. Um, I, I feel the, the way the players played this year and, and what they accomplished, it's a reflection of that. Looking back on the season, how would you describe how it went? And do you feel a little bit bittersweet the fact that it ended in the Eastern Conference Final? 
I'm uh, probably most proud of the consistency over the course of the year. Um, you know, I felt, um, you know, when you think of kind of the way the junior season, the junior schedule goes and with the travel and uh, you're going to have some nights that aren't, um, certainly aren't your best, but, you know, there are going to be some games you just want to throw out and, okay, move on. And we had so few of those. I, I mean, I felt like not only was our record what it was, but we were, we were competitive in every game and we, you know, I think we went into every game with real good focus and intention and competitiveness from the group. And I just think that's a reflection on them and their, um, I guess maybe that, you know, the depth of the team, but also the, uh, I mean, the buying in and the commitment from the players as far as, um, you know, it, yes, it ended, um, whether um, disappointingly, abruptly, but uh, we lost to a real good team. Um, you know, we felt we had a great year. We felt that we had uh, a chance to win, but we knew that they were um, uh, they were a real good team as well. So, I, um, yes, you, you know, I wanted more from our team. I know they wanted they wanted a lot more, and they had high expectations. But I tip my hat that uh, we lost to a very good team. I know I talked to you early in the season and asked you about the CHL rankings and you basically said, yeah, to the fact that you're in the, in the number one spot at the time. The reality is you and Edmonton were in the top three, basically the whole season. And it's quite possible that maybe the two best teams in Canada just happened to meet in the Eastern conference final in the NWHL. Well, I mean, I, I do think that's a, a definite possibility. Um, you know, I, you know, Already had, you know, talked to a coach in the Ontario League who, you know, is in the playoffs right now, and he's been scouting our league when they didn't have games. And um, and then he, you know, he almost said the same thing to me, like you know, he. And so I, the bottom line is, you know, I, I, you take those rankings with a grain of salt. Um, There's so much that goes into the year. You look at. uh, I mean, I, I look at Edmonton had, had um, I think, six guys who played in the World Junior Tournament. That meant they lost those guys for, you know, close to a month. We lost uh, two players, and, and that affects your team. So you might, you know, you might lose some games, but that doesn't change, um, you know, how good you are you're going to be in the, when it's all said and done. So um, they played in a very tough uh, central division. Um so you know, I think uh, I think we were fairly ranked the way we were all year, but the game's still got to be played on the ice. I mean, ra- ra- all rankings are our rankings. You know, it's someone's opinion, basically. Right. How much did the loss of Matthew Savoy in the East Final hurt your chances? Um. Well, we you know, I can't um, quantify it, but all I can say is that. He was our leading scorer, certainly one of our best players. Our, you know, I think our fastest forward played the game with a lot of pace against a very fast team. So I, I, I do uh, believe it was a, you know, losing Matt was, um, was a big blow. And you know, but we felt again with our uh, depth this year, you know, it was a, 
chance for someone else to step up and fill the role. And, you know, all year long guys, you know, guys like uh, Jake and Smallwood and Cole Muir um, would step up and, you know, someone else had to fill in at center and, you know, sometimes Owen Peterson would play center and different lines. So um, I, I, I will, um, I will say that uh, we did lose a very good player, but I'm not using that as an excuse because it wasn't. So he's going to the scouting combine or, and Geeky as well. Connor Geeky of the Ice, two Winnipeg players invited to the scouting combine. As they get set for the draft, do you have any uh, whiz, words of wisdom for them as they get ready for this big experience? Well, my um, my advice to both of them when I last spoke to them was to really enjoy this process. Um, just be level-headed. Be, be yourself which is always polite and respectful um, throughout this next month, because there's going to be a lot of, you know, you're interviewing, you're meeting all the different teams and it can be, it can be yeah, a bit exhausting, a bit mind numbing, numbing, but I said, try and have fun with it and just be yourself outside of that. Try not to get caught up in the, uh, for what it is. It doesn't change you as a person or a player. You're, you're still uh, going to be the same player you were at the end of the day. Um, after after all that's said and done, um, you know we have a one way or another. You know we have um, big goals and unfinished business for next year, and your off-season program is going to be so important. and And you're going to get start getting into that in in the next uh, two and a half weeks. And uh, Certainly do not want that to, um, I don't want that you to fall behind that because you've, you know, because of interviews, you're going to go to the combine, then you're going to come back and you will have some interviews during the day, but, um, you know, don't forget, uh, you're still a player. Um, you're still trying to get better every day. You're trying to get better every off season. It's about how much better can I get for next year? Um, that's, that's my, been my message. And so looking ahead to next season then for the ice, what kind of expectations do you have in terms of uh, to this year's big producers being back with you next year? Well, I mean, um, I, 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 yes, I have very high expectations, but you know, we, we don't even know what our team is going to be. We don't, I mean, that's, um, it's a long ways away. I think um, uh, it's like I said, uh, um, you know, you're still almost uh, um, processing rehashing this year. Um, but, um, you know, I feel, you know, with what we have coming back, I, you know, I, on paper, we're going to have a real good, uh, good lineup. Um, there's a lot of work. There's a ton of, work to do on the culture there's a work on in you know integrating new players into our group and and uh it's going to be a whole new year um so that's kind of that's where i am right now what does the off season look like for you then well there's a little uh stepping back right you know from uh, just uh stepping away from the game for a bit i still am following i will still watch some games uh, that are going on in our league the the finals i'll be watching nhl games but i'm gonna just uh 
kind of stepped back and uh and then in uh you know in uh, two or three weeks we'll start uh um i'll certainly be reaching out to the players before then we'll start and be doing putting some stuff together uh, as far as preparation for next year's camp um you know you'll go to the draft you know there'll be a fair bit of you know scheduling and what have you in june and and then uh you know, July, you kind of get away from from uh, things for a month, and then you know we start in August. That's kind of what it looks like. So, what does James Patrick do to recharge in the summer? <laughs> well, I do a bit of traveling, and then I spend a fair bit of time out at the lake and uh, just time with my family. That's probably I get out on the golf course um, at the cabin and spend time with you know with my family. My my family is probably. That's that's it right there. Do you get? I guess you probably during the course of the season, you don't get that kind of quality time where you have a couple of weeks just to to kill with your family. No, um, no. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we get a good break. We I think we got eight days at Christmas, and I would you know say that would that would be the last time. But uh, yeah, no, I'll uh, you know I get to. Uh, play um play some men's night golf out at the lake and uh play with my uh, friends and spend a lot you know just uh, i'm at i'm at the cow be at the cabin for a good uh four or five weeks that way well sounds good james appreciate your time tonight thanks for this and uh have a great summer best of luck as you go into next season okay thank you we'll, we'll see you next year well thank you very much for listening to the cjob sports show podcast if you like what you heard guess what you can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. Movie.